The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Ben Howard. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, me and Ben break down in tears about somebody's dragon-shaped cat. As we review <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon uh, 3, The Hidden World, or All Dragons Go to Heaven, apparently. <laughs> the sequel. Oh, oh, you're right. Jesus, you're right. That's literally yeah. what happened. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a message about like conservationism, too. It's just like whooping in there. I, just, I all, all animal oh, wow. movies are just like, it always comes around to that eventually. Like, it's, it's oh, sure. you, can, you can't stay away from it. Um, sure. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, you don't deserve dragons humans it, it's that's fucks. literally the final motif of this film which <laughs> spoiler <it's>, alert <laughs> i think it's telling I mean, to how much it. i like this series by the fact that like i'm not like incredibly bothered by this movie <laughs> like, like sure sure it's goodwill it's goodwill yeah it's, it's goodwill especially from the first one how, how are you doing this week ben you having a good time good week yeah yeah i'm doing good i'm doing good i, I saw this movie uh on a date well uh he was the date or the it. movie both both and uh which is nice but also, we got to talk a lot about Detective Pikachu, and I've, I've just I've just accepted I'm excited about Detective Pikachu. Yeah, no, it's okay, I, it's I, all right. What was that thing I said in chat? Like it 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 is inside the Batman Battle Angel Alita curve of Jack is not going to be an effective reviewer on this movie. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Man, I mean <laughs> they got all my Smash boys and girls. I was I, when I when I I knew I had to just admit defeat when I was like ooh. Greninja is in this. That's the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever said, and I just gotta accept that and just be like, "This is this is okay." Yeah. I think I appreciate it because, like, as I was saying, it's 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 weirdly insane that they are committing to Detective Pikachu, not like an Ash Ketchum movie or like a like that's the obvious thing you do. And I think that'd be dumb depending on how you yeah, did it. And, but. and there's something kind of great that they're committing to like that one video game from a year ago. No one remembers. <laughs> like <Yeah>. it's kind <laughs> of, I know it was for contractual reasons, but it's kind of like, but, but he's a detective. He's got a little hat. And it's like, it's all I need really. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe my brain's dying. No, it's, it's like the only, the, that is such a good, it's such a good hit. We're, we're going to talk about other pet movies for this one. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's the, it's so out there that it works on so many levels. And it's just like, it's just going to like set the internet on fire. And it's just like, I want to oh. go into that movie and I'm just going to not be able to believe that movie. Like, especially like in the trailer when like Ryan, like Ryan Reynolds is fucking screaming, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, Pikachu like that's just a moment that just like I, I just didn't know I just don't remember life before that happened you know like that sure, like, sure. I, don't, I don't remember sure. like what it must have been like sadness and full of like Trump presidency so wait um, but, but before that it's just yeah I don't know that's that's my life will yeah. be you know there's you know, four million years or whatever however long like people have lived on this I, that's way under there's like billions of billions of billions of billions of years of this earth and and you managed Let to live when Detective, Detective Pikachu yeah. was coming out. Yeah, You're a yeah, winner, man. sir. <laughs> you, you beat it. You know. Yeah. You beat the you, odds. <laughs> you did it. You're gonna see it. You're gonna see that guy in that little hat and make. You know, that's something, man. That's something. <laughs> okay. Let's it's talk about. Let's talk about dragons. <laughs> Which is essentially just like a reskin of Pokemon to begin with. <laughs> 
Sure. I mean, it all falls into that thing. Like I was, a, I was a Digimon fan. Oh, uh, I, don't talk to Trevor. Trevor, Trevor, like I'm a Digimon fan too. And Trevor, Trevor's got stuff, dude. Let's t- see. Here's the thing that the Digimon show was good, but the games are shit. And Pokemon the games are good. Oh my god! Show I, was, I have I have no. I wouldn't say shit, but kind of. I, I have know. no idea like how much a shit. This like you just stepped into a shit storm, I sir. I know, I know. But but Digimon <laughs> was always my thing. I think because it could connect to one person, one uh, a creature. You right. know what I mean? Right. Pokemon. I know they tried with the Pikachu, but like most people had like a million or like at least six or seven. You know, they had a couple. Right. Brock had like three or four or whatever, and like. So to me, I like that. And this is where this movie works for me. Because it does that that very nerdy fucking thing, which I appreciate, where I'm just watching the first one. And then he's like, it's a Night Fury. And then there's also uh, Grimlax, and they shoot a Spitfire. And there's like two-headed ones, and one shoots poison <laughs> gas, and one shoots fire. And I'm like, rules, 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 more rules, more rules. <laughs> Make right. it down. It, like, you can literally see the little compendium book, which I'm sure they've made of the of the original oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's kids' everywhere. books. You know, and like I can just sit down and read it in my little scholastic book fair that I bought it from. <laughs> and it just kind of brings me back into that kind of appreciation but i also think this franchise which we'll talk about has just been generally kind of interesting in the way that it i think it hits people emotionally because it does something very similar to toy story where it kind of grows with its audience you know what i mean it kind of we're, we're a little older for it i saw the first one when it was, it was 20 but i can still appreciate that like seeing it in real time yeah is effective it's the same way that i feel like toy story is always the most effective if you grew up with it not to say the toy story movies aren't great but when you saw Toy Story when you were five, and then Toy Story two when you're nine, and then Toy Story three when you're like seventeen or whatever, like it, it that's that's perfect. You can't top that because yeah. it was like built emotionally for you. And so I just appreciate this one when watching, going like, there's gonna be so many seventeen year olds out there right now who are crying their eyes out. Right, it's great. <laughs> Which is I, so, I don't know. I I guess like this movie's. I guess, I guess, like, I don't know. Maybe this is the thing for me, but like, I always mm-hmm. felt like the swing of this movie's arc hits a little bit older, especially like in How to Train Your Dragon Two. So, like, let's be honest here. So, the first one comes out in two thousand ten. Second one comes out four year four years later in two thousand fourteen, and then this is a full all the way to two thousand nineteen. Is this this is the year that this third one was released? Obviously, it's released Almost this a, year. A full decade for the yeah, trilogy. Yeah, full decade for the whole whole kit kitten caboodle. And the first one is very much like a boy's tale. <laughs> the first one is such a boy's tale and possibly why it's like the best of the three. I don't know. I really like two and I, I like this one too. I, 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 I We're going to get to it later, but I'm very curious if you would characterize this one as the most emotionally impactful, but at the same time, somehow the weakest of the three. My like upfront mm. thought process. See, I remember crying more than the other two, but I think I was just more blindsided, at least by the first one. Yeah, I was blindsided by Stoic's death in How to Train yes. Your Dragon Two. That thing, that was the moment I was in the theater, like, "What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck? How is this play?" And then when it plays out at the end, I'm like, "Oh, this is good. This is really, really, right. really good." And it's also like a boy, like coming, like the full, the full boy coming a man thing, and then taking over. And this is just like this is all about like Hiccup's fear and like mating issues. <laughs> and I love like how it, it it's really like going into that age of like transitioning with life issues and like taking over for your dad and like all this other stuff and and it's just i i sure. don't no, I'm, I'm really like struck a, out yeah this is a fathery movie like if you have kids that last shot is gonna just get get right into your 
your heart. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is definitely the Dead Dads movie as opposed to Dead Dads yeah, movie. It's yeah. the Dead it's the Dead Dogs and Dads movies. <laughs> it's like literally they're like going to visit his like old dead dog in heaven. That's essentially what happens. <laughs> and now they're going to get a and now he's getting a puppy for his children. That's like metaphorically what's happening there. Um Yeah, sorry. so I think I remember to start off cuz I think this is just more going to be a review of the trilogy in a sense. Like we're definitely going to talk about 3, but 3 is just like a kind of it, it kind of goes exactly where you think it will, except for I think the last sort of reveal that they are getting rid of all the dragons. I, I thought for sure that the whole bit was going to be, yeah, he has to let Toothless go. And so I was mostly prepared for that. But when everyone's taking off the cells of all the dragons, I was like, ah, all right, all right, here comes the tears. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, it, 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 that was a third twist that I didn't see coming because, again, the movie is very, it, in fact, a lot of these movies are very, I, the first one I think is plotted better than the other two is my big, was my big point to the, I would agree with that. How, like, yeah. I think the first one has like such a tight structure and works as such a great kids movie. And I think that's the difference between the other two is that the other two are kind of in the wake of the structure of that. And so they have to kind of, there's a lot more hijinks in the other, in these two to like drive the plot along versus the other one is just like it's about training the dragon it's about like it's got the whole thing so it's like you know they you know they had an origin here like a superhero origin story you know the mechanics of the origin story always works better as a narrative than your sequel unless you do the sequel really really well like your spider-man 2 but it's the same thing here and then i think that's the thing is because it's it's the premise is all about a little bit about ecologicalism and like you know the world and like how you look at it so i think that the it all it all ties very tightly thematically with the first one and the second one it kind of builds up there's a mother issue it's not really tied to the other thematic elements and it's about fatherhood and parents and what kind of father or parent you want to be and you know you already had the full turn on stoic the vast so by the second movie it's sort of like i think it goes off in a different direction i still think that like both these movies I mean, How to Train Your Dragon 2 and How to Train Your Dragon 3 are powerful, but I just think, and I also think that they're really great animation movies, too. That's the other thing, too, is just, like, how in the, and especially in the second movie, how they go into the paint with him being, like, essentially, like, a fucking D&D artificer of dragon riding. <laughs> like, he's just got, like, a suit of shit, and I'm just like, that's, awesome. uh, that's, that's fucking cool. That He's a fucking was, cool protagonist. I was like, God damn it, now I gotta go spend thousands of dollars to make dragon armor cosplay How yeah oh no no there's some that to me. there is some really good cosplay out there already oh, that, sure there's I like mean, they're daring you to cosplay yeah. in this movie it's they're, one of those things that where they're like yeah well we want to see squads dressed up like the fucking dragon riders in this movie absolutely yeah there was a there was one at comic-con in a previous year I, f- I forget if it was one or two where there was like three dudes and this like uh toothless suit and it was he was like next to it, it must have been two because they had the suit um and he was like riding it and it was it was really cool because it like pranced around like toothless like they had like this weird construction thing it was kind of like three it's kind of like stage guys like there's dudes in black suits like moving like a giant right. foam thing around but you know he's actually riding it and it, the tail works it's super cool i love that thing that's awesome so awesome i'll have to try to find the clip of it but go ahead um yeah and and i think the the appeal of these movies um for me has always been kind of a mix of aesthetic and and just like solid emotional stuff it's the same thing with the kung fu panda movies like these are the two franchises that are different from the and kind of stand out as a little bit more unique from the dreamworks kung fu panda is a little more is more cartoonish but can have these kind of interestingly very beautiful moments uh there's like a really great sort of uh there's a couple sequences where 
and each of the films or Poe kind of finds some new inner power and it becomes genuinely kind of like a classic martial arts movie with really beautiful animation, uh, particularly in the second one. There's a part where he does a lot of stuff where he throws cannonballs back at people, which is oh, it's such uh, a the good... same thing. Yeah. That, yeah. Which they take from Once Upon a Time in China and just make like really pretty and gorgeous and awesome. Um, and uh, it's great. And I think this film, this franchise is a little bit more willing to be... Uh, uh, in that vein, there's also a great series on uh, Netflix called Troll Hunters that Guillermo del Toro executive produced. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a very good, it kind of is in the same vein of just like a good adventure good for like 13, 14 year olds kind of film. Um, and so I think because of that, they stand apart for me. They are different than Pixar. They are trying to just tell these longer stories. But also, I just fucking love aesthetically. These movies are just really willing to be very, very pretty. They are all three of them consulted on by Roger Deakins, who kind of picks the art palette for the uh, animation teams in each film. And uh, John Powell, who just does these incredibly great scores, just like really, really enjoys uh, uh, treating them like epic you know, films. Like they really do treat them visually yeah. and emotionally like, like your, your Lord of the Rings epics, which is something... You just don't see a lot of an animation. Animation too often, even though it could be very epic, tends to focus on smaller scale stories. And not that's necessarily bad, but it's just like, it's nice to see the inverse. And so that's why I'd always enjoy these films, even when I understand that I think they can be a little shaky plot wise. And, and this one's probably the shakiest in that it doesn't go anywhere that crazy. And like, as much as emotionally the end works, it's like, well, it's just another bad guy that they beat. Like, why do they have to leave now? But yeah, whatever. They saw the hidden world. They know. Yeah, I think that's he's like, he's the weakest. This is the weakest villain by far, which is actually like you know I, I don't know like maybe it's just like that he kills Stoic in a weird sort of way in the other movie and mind controls uh, his sure. dragon. Like that's, it just feels that, that's darker. he's such a th- the second guy. I can't even remember his name, but I remember his Val- look and I remember how threatened I was in him, above him by the Dra- theater. Drake Draco Draco. No, no idea. Else. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but you remember the that's the thing. You remember like the elements of the film. You don't necessarily remember like the characters. Yeah, you often more remember the dragons, like Hiccup and Astrid, and I think like you know, and the one played by Craig Ferguson. Well, I <laughs> remember, I remember but. that like I remember like you know her like like the like I I remember like the elements of it too. Like it's one of those things too. <sighs> It's one of those things where like a lot of the like a lot of the movies that come out from DreamWorks, I kind of tie them together. And I, I think that's the thing is like they, they have real hits and misses like the grand majority of DreamWorks films. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of, but they have like five or six in there that really, really work for me in a weird sort of way. Like Megamind really works for me. Megamind's shockingly interesting. <laughs> yeah, Megamind's, and that's the thing is it's shockingly interesting. And other there's other things. Rise of the Guardians is good, and also Monster vs. Aliens, which I always forget that Monsters vs. Aliens is a thing, but it's actually a good movie. <laughs> Rise of the Guardians is, is also good, and, and I'm glad that that director went on to be one of the directors of Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, because now he's getting much more attention yeah finally. and i think i think, I think that's underappreciated right, dude. rightfully so but it's like th- that's the thing too is that we have like really there's just a couple of movies that dreams are going to produce like shrek is shrek is a big joke in of itself that's just different and more like a test case for like outside animation disney but like once somebody had shrek you can't no one else can go back to shrekking um I, I don't want to make it a verb. I feel bad that i feel dirty for doing that <laughs> but, but um, shrek was like people forget was felt like such a monumental shift and it was like oh because animation was just so 
focused on trying to either be Disney or rip off Disney. Right. And like it was such a one that took the piss. But the problem is you can't take the piss for 20 years. You know what I mean? It gets old. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that did pick DreamWorks has often felt very schizophrenic in that like it'll go not even schizophrenic more like bipolar in that like they'll they'll have their mania with their Shreks and their Madagascars and their goofy schmoopies and then they'll try to try something that's in this very interesting vein that is half serious but also half like fun and trying to get to this like young adult style and <laughs> it, it it often contrasts and it's like you know you you watch it and you're like yes yes how to train your dragon what's next the boss baby the b oh. movie Oh yeah, it's B movie. The B which movie is just like is the thing that so always comes bizarre. to my mind. Is like what the fuck? <laughs> which I'm so happy when I saw B movie because I was like a Seinfeld fan because I was a pretentious 17 year old. Um, I watched it and I was like, this is so weird. How will kids who grew up on this movie? possibly be normal and the answer is they're not and they all they do is talk about b movie because it broke their brains because they shouldn't have watched it when they were five and they're all realizing now it's insane yeah that's that's the real problem with millennials today they all watch the b movie they all watch b movie and it ruined their brains this is why generation z will never accomplish anything um but I love thing. how much like, yeah. the B movie just like I, I don't want to make this about the B movie, but I could totally make this about the B movie. I love how the B movie just like breaks with its own premise and just sort of just like ridiculous ways. Like it's just, so weird. Yeah, it's, it's like so, <laughs> weird. so bizarre. It's like it's like a Bugs Life, but the Bugs just go randomly talk to people and like break immersion, and they're like, "Yeah, we're in a world where we can just totally talk to Bugs and stuff." Yeah, and like a girl like. Falls in love with a bee. (laughs) (laughs) Watching. Oh, there is so much porn to do with that. You know that, right? Like, oh, sure. How could there not be? (laughs) Yeah. That's the other thing is that DreamWorks also had like a couple years where clearly someone who had a gigantism fetish like made all their movies because it was like, oh yeah, that's right. Monsters Monsters versus versus Aliens has the giant lady. Yeah. Oh, it's a giant lady. Yeah. That, that movie just, actually does have a big heart on for her. That's that's true. I forget that. I'm just saying, there's two in a row. It just feels feels sketchy to me. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. <laughs> they also have a weird thing with just like animating the people like female forms at that time. You can tell that they came back on the far side of like Kung Fu Panda Two and Puss in Boots with like better animation, especially because around the time that Rise of the Guardians showed up, their their like kids animation and everything else looked better. But like man, right. like the female like the female reporter in Megamind and like the lady in Monsters vs Aliens does not necessarily look very good. Like it has that no, it has that like weird DreamWorks animation like Uncanny Valley because they really needed to stick to fucking pandas. <laughs> it's like uh, if I don't think it'll ever happen but if uh, Bethesda ever gets a new game engine we're all going to look at the next game like whoa Jesus this feels almost weird like right the, there was definitely a clear upgrade in uh, technology right. in the but it's one there. of the things too it's like you know how far can we even dip into the uncanny valley now so I don't even oh, flinch sure. anymore like I like I I, 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 I I don't even remember what non-upgraded Skyrim looks like <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah. Don't go back. Don't go back. And it's 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 also the thing too. It's just like your brain is just very good at yeah. filling in the gaps of of what animation couldn't do back then. So it's crazy when you go back and you're like, this couldn't have looked this bad. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, I, I think to- the the army man scene from Toy Stories one weirds me out sometimes. Uh, Too plasticky. Yeah, when they parachute over the rail. Yeah. Huh. 
you got to realize that was some early animation and it's fantastic work for the time period, but it's still like you go back and watch it and you're like, Oh, they're so plasticky and weird. And there's some uncanniness to like the soldiers and stuff. Oh, I can't, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing is that hatching dragon, despite being t- nine years old now is still looks pretty good from when last time I saw it, which was a couple years ago, did not catch up in time for this one, but I think it, it just helps that, for one, they focus on the things that are easier to animate, which are scales, which are, you know, dragons, which are, they, they, they definitely have, you know, you pointed out that they have actually scaled down their budgets each time, which is kind of interesting to me. And I wonder if a lot of that is just asset reuse. Oh, like, yeah. you know, we've got Toothless. We can just shove Toothless in anything, you know, like, right. you know, make Toothless do whatever we want now. Like, we got a whole Toothless program, you know, we got every little animation locked and preset and... And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the new dragons are just kind of, like, take one from here and you shuffle them around and you move this part around like they did with the, uh, it's it's all what they've always done. I mean, that's how Star Wars was made is literally they took a bunch of model kits and they opened them all up and threw them all together. And then they created something new out of all the model kits they found. Right. You know, like, they, and they, I imagine a lot of the dragons are built similarly. So, it's also just interesting to see them, like, refine themselves and just be like, this is what animated hair looks like and this is what animating this looks like and they had nice little touches like hiccups beard grows throughout the movie which is enjoyable to watch mostly because the <laughs> trailer trailer promised his beard and i needed to see it yeah i was waiting for beard reveal and his that, beard was glorious that fire shot was just as good in the movie as it was in the trailer i was very was happy for that sexy <laughs> that's fire sword rules yeah that is just straight up nerd cool porn shit i don't give a shit yeah don't care how it works love it the first time he busted out i was literally like and then when he used it to just like trigger like a flame to scare away the dragons in the second movie i was like okay this is like you can't make him this cool (laughs) like like, that's also part of the problem he just can't be this cool (laughs) that's part of the problem with movies i kind of did feel the pg 13 PG at the very least not R because like I kind of was starting to feel like I, I need him to kind of stab some people right it's all getting knocked on the head and stuff and I get the kids movies but it's like this is the part of it where I want them to well, amp up a little bit more well this is the part where you have in the first stuff. movie Astrid throwing an axe into a tree and you're like they're Vikings this should be some brutal ass shit like <laughs> sure and, and it's also sure. like there's hinting at the brutal violence of it so much and this and it feels like this needs to be the movie right. like people talking about stoic. yeah their their legs getting bitten off by dragons and stuff but you're never gonna see a dragon actually bite someone's arm off right you know they're just cute cats that could just kill you in a second and like let me tell you man (sighs) being around cats like they would bit that like they'd have killed you (laughs) like if you had a cat like (laughs) that's tall yeah yeah yeah. he'd have killed you he'd have killed you and eaten you because that's a cat yeah paul Paul (laughs) Tompkins says that about you know what if we could just shrink down bears to just have a little house bear you know, you get bit by a big bear, no more arm. Get bit by a little like bear that's like the size of your your cat. No, it's just a house bear. Can't do anything. I think you. I think tiny bears would still be pretty dangerous. <laughs> I I don't know why. For sure. I, I, like I just assume because like a tiny bear, I guess it's like because they are so He'll massive. Get some toes. Maybe. He'll get some toes. I'm sure. Yeah, I I don't know like how aggressively muscular is like your cat is, but I know that like a bear claw is like like the claws on a bear are like so extended out that like they can like cut through like anything <laughs> we're not talking about tiny bears sorry i'm not I, letting this go on this tangent don't tempt me with <laughs> tiny us, bears ben that is such an interesting topic god damn it <laughs> cutting us off. but i do think that's often been one of the 
the key things about this franchise is like they just really understand how to make the dragons so fucking precious. Yeah. Like you said, it's so genius to make Toothless a cat. Like he's just a cat. And and but he's a dragon cat. Right. But he's also a dog, so he fetches. But he definitely walks and does weird like things like a cat. And like but he's also kind of a bit of a monkey and like you just combine all the cutest shit into like this little dragon and it's perfect. Like it's such a great bit of manipulation in a way and like good way <laughs> like cinema in a lot of ways is good manipulation it's sort of old school like the russians understood this back in the 20s it's like more dark and like soviet and killing people but like manipulation is very effective and cinema is very good at that and they're very good at like you can't not root for the dragons even though they you would think that they would couldn't sustain ecologically dragons because they eat mountains of fish every day how do they get so much goddamn fish? And I start thinking about this, and I'm like, nah, just stop. I love you, Ben. Just you stop. made an Odessa Steps reference in the middle it's, of this I did, thing about sorry. how to train your dragon. Rabbit. I just sorry. want to point that out, that you made a battleship um, attempt. I've watched a lot of Soviet movies lately. I love sorry. you. I love you. I just, very, wanted, I just wanted to... I'm I just, very bolshicky right now. You, you, thought, you thought I missed it, but I didn't. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I said it, and I was feeling all the women who've ever slept with me leave. What? <laughs> Oh my god, sorry. Why specifically the women? I don't know. I was also erasing my own bisexuality. I know. I, I, was, I, was, like, I was like, man, Jesus, why I did just the men stay? <laughs> like, oh. I can no longer be mad at Bohemian Rhapsody. I've erased my own sexuality <laughs> in this podcast. No, but I, I do, like, I do, especially even, I, I, so I don't, I can't say because I'm not bisexual, but if I, I'd imagine that if I did have, like, a two a Venn diagram of people, sexualities that slept with me, I do also imagine in my worst dreams when people are leaving me for horrible things that have done that it's all the women for whatever reason. I don't, I, I, I don't know, know why I'm justifying yeah. this for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, you may have just—I don't know—you may have upset somebody. I, I, we'll find out. Fine. Read the think pieces tomorrow. We'll find out. Who it's it's it fine. More. I'm sure. I'm sure Skelly or somebody on Twitter will will comment about my weird dream thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Some every once in a while, like I'm just like amazed when somebody on Twitter like chats me about something and i'm like god how far you listen that far into the podcast like i'm always <laughs> like there was one time i like legit responded like i was just surprised that somebody listened to that much in a podcast sure, <laughs> and i did it from sure. like our official podcast channel and it just looks so terrible it's like you're listening to this <laughs> i don't know why that was but <laughs> this was very early on this was like five episodes in and i was like i was just amazed that yeah let's not talk about it <laughs> <laughs> well, just also, well, I would like to talk quick about uh, the director, Dean Dubois. Dubois, he's Canadian. Um, which is interesting that, like, he went from kind of our cult hit. I think with people our age, your, your cult animated movie was either uh, Emperor's New Groove or Lilo and Stitch. Mm. And I was more of an Emperor's New Groove fan, but obviously, I, I did I did like Lilo and Stitch. And this is what it was sort of he directed. It was sort of the surprise hit. It was supposed to be a directed DVD movie. That then uh, tested well, and then ended up getting a theatrical release and becoming a surprise hit for Disney. Um, and then he went on to do How to Train Your Dragon, and it's just sort of a very odd, interesting director. And he's one of those animation directors outside of your Pixar's don't tend to get as much of a name for themselves. Like I feel like Brad Bird and and Pete Doctor do, and maybe that's just because we focus on Pixar more. I'm not sure why, but 
animation is also weird because you're like how much does the director do and honestly i've never found out a good answer to that like they definitely matter but it's also like it's you gotta obviously have a shitload of very talented people on board and like but i I don't know i just find it very fascinating i'm curious like what he does from now because he was very clear like he did not want to do a three unless he could end it like that was like his like big autorial you know requirements you know i have to end it this way and it's interesting to me to, to be able to do that for a franchise that's been doing very well from dreamworks has a lot of branding attached to it has its own tv shows to be like i need a point and i'm curious if that's going to like i don't know what his future career is going to hold in any way shape or form or he's just going to continue just to make random fucking animated movies i don't know I, I don't know. I guess like this is the weird thing for me for DreamWorks is that there's no consistent director throughout all of DreamWorks movies. Have you noticed that? There's like a couple guys that have come back to do projects, but there's no yeah, real he's like the only one who's gotten a trilogy out of it, which I think Correct. is interesting. Because the Kung Fu Panda movies have different different directors, if I'm not mistaken. Right. right. Correct. I think all three do. Yeah. And, all, and also do the Madagascar things, because I, like, I feel like that's just a rite of passage at DreamWorks, is you got to do a fucking Madagascar Penguins movie. He's got to make it's one. It's your turn to put lipstick on, Billy. That's, that's just what it is. Like, uh, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think it's how the Ice Age movies work, too. They just go to the Blue Sky animation, they throw God. a dartboard at the names <laughs> i i legit i don't know maybe it's just like it's amazing to me how tuned out of the ice world the ice whatever ice age world i am because i was like somewhere i was at like a theme park I, no no i was at fucking oh you're not this is this is quite a while ago i was at sea world i think no i don't think i was at sea world because I, I, I would have felt guilty about SeaWorld. <laughs> so, sure, like, sure, sure. But like, so you'd well, be like, why am I at SeaWorld? I mean, this could have been in college before I saw Blackfish and I thought, oh, the orcas are so happy. I legitimately, I, I want to state up for the record too. Like, I am somebody that fucking loves SeaWorld or I love SeaWorld because my parents took me there. I have a picture of my sure. little sister sitting on Shamu. Oh, yeah. I mean, we grew up with Free Willy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We it's loved great... SeaWorld. Yeah. yeah. And we were near it. We were, like, in Texas. Ironically, Free Willy has undertones of that, too, which is just funny that we just... Like, why didn't we pay attention? Why the whole point is he leaves. Why did we that movie? Why did we think it was okay? The whole okay? point is he leaves. He goes <laughs> away so to dumb. the wild. And then they're like, go see him in his cage. <laughs> why are we such terrible people? It's, it's like one of those weird disconnects. We I just all accepted being, as children. <laughs> I remember going to see Shamu and I was like, why is his fin down? And they're like, that's what happens in captivity. And I didn't think, that's probably bad. Like, yes. Yeah, they, they, don't like, have to, oh, they don't have to deal with... Uh, I, this this is like the current theory that I've just that you know I don't even think I don't even think Blackfish had a reason for it at the time because like the science was still out on it but the general idea is that they don't have to deal with current like when they're in captivity and oh, so, so like their muscles yeah at, it literally atrophies that's awesome that's great <laughs> it's just like, awesome. but it also suggests that like there's maybe issues with releasing them into the wild with like essentially sure. like a broken leg <laughs> sure it's like you got one it's like all of a sudden why you gotta go stand on your third withered leg <laughs> you might bring up a great point why didn't we pay attention to the movie we were watching we were yeah we don't kids. I just like have you seen Free Willy recently I was watching Free Willy after Blackfish and I was like they were warning us they were warning us <laughs> like, like it's one of those things too it's like I was like I was like oh Free Willy's not gonna hold up because of Blackfish, and I'm like, no, he totally does. You fucking idiot! 
And I was oh, like, I was like boy. mad at myself for that. I don't know why, because this has those. The reason I bring it up is because those two, these movies have essentially the same mindset about if you love something, setting it free. Um, which is unfortunately, and thankfully, dragons aren't real, so. <laughs> You can't go to Dragon World and watch a bunch of sad dragons that can't shoot fire because yeah. they should be out in the wild or whatever garbage, you know. Yeah, it's one of the, it's it's a movie that I would surprisingly think that PETA might approve of. <laughs> oh, PETA's weird. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it always throws me off, man. <laughs> they're 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 contrarians. They want clicks. You know what I mean? They're 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 clickbait at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, going after Steve, but Irwin, like a, go a fuck more yourself. respectable animal rights group, I think could because it is a nice message of like they have a natural world. And I like that he gets there and immediately he goes, fuck, I do not belong here. Right. It's nice just to see him immediately be like, they didn't have to go and have the exploitation. They didn't have to have someone blow up half of it or anything. Like he just shows up there. There's a million dragons. His best friend is now king of them. And he's like, I need to leave. Right. I do not. I, should, this is not my space. And I like that element of like understanding. It was also like a well. space. It was like a well-directed. Oh man, don't don't make it about like safe spaces. I don't know, but I I, agree. I, I, I no no, but it's it, it's a similar idea of like it, it. I think you could read a little bit of just like there are there's are, are places and cultures and things that are not yours. Right. And that's that's a better. Be. That's okay. Clap back. That's. Good, well done. Like you, you, you put it into a context I can handle. I'm sorry. I knew what you were trying to say. I was yeah. trying to. <laughs> no, no, I didn't want to. Like, you want to see me not want to go somewhere? <laughs> like, watch, yeah, yeah, watch yeah. Jack and his paddle boat going down the river, like as far as he can. Like, like away from this topic. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, I I think that's I think that's the whole. Yeah, I think that I thought that it was played really well. Like his just realization, like this is a fucking giant, and because it's just this is a place full of dragons and there's millions of them and there's no way you could possibly be safe and i think that's like the ecological reason of like also pet overpopulation with like burke overrun with dragons and all those other things because it's a safe place for dragons that's a good point like there's a lot of things that and i love it i love that the first thing off the bat of him being chief is like this is not always great (laughs) like he's so excited to have dragons and live with them but you know he has to give up and it's also like the whole thing is like he finds something you know, the, the the movies come full circle because he finds something that he reinterprets to make it good. And then by the end of this movie, he has to let the thing that made him good go because it's not important that he's like not strong or he's not stoic or anything along those lines. He's a good leader because like, you know, he can let the thing that the crutch that he was given go to be just himself and everything else. So yeah. that's 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 another that's probably like the best thing is like, you know. They still managed to get fucking growth out of Hiccup at this point, which is just the thing that always shocks me in these movies is that Hiccup and everyone else, Astrid is probably not played, but Astrid has an arc technically too. Sure. I mean, her arc was done in two. That's why she's done a lot doing this one. But like, yeah, the, uh, Astrid has always been a very good character and all of his friends have been really enjoyable, even though the rest are more comedic relief because they get to go along his awesome little woke journey you know of like appreciating he gets to ingratiate them and then ingratiates the 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 tribe and that's why the first one is i think the best and that just has that nice little pace of like you know exactly where the darkest moment is going to happen and it's just as satisfying as you think it'll be and and the comeback and the 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 appreciation and i think it's also a good film because it like actually addresses part of the problem of you know it's hard for people to accept that something that was you've long 
you know, it's a movie about prejudice, obviously, and it's like something you've long been afraid of. And what I like is, for good reason, dragons are scary right. and eat your shit, and which is why breathe fire, which is <laughs> like, kind of like understandable to not like yeah. them. This is the difference. This is like dragons. I don't necessarily know that it's a strong but, prejudice motif because, like dragons, it's legitimately okay to be afraid of dragons. Yes, and and well, I think what's nice is you go from saying we can live with dragons to we can live without dragons is actually kind of interesting in a different way which is actually kind of i think clever which is like they were clearly in a place where they were invading dragons homes which are why dragons came and attacked them it's a very like you know yeah i live in this i live in a place that used to be a swamp called houston texas so when every year a bunch of swamp birds called grackles show up and millions of droves you can't get mad because you live on their their fucking home you know I would get, we, we bulldozed I, it <laughs> and they come out and they show up every hundreds of years and you just got to look like the movie The Birds because there's a bunch of grackles and that's just how it is. Like, you just, it's what happens. So, like, it's part of, like, the, the give and take of nature, you know. And uh, it, it's a similar way. Like, they moved to a place where dragons used to live and then the, the dragons come and eat all their fucking sheep. Like, you know, it's part of that, the, the balance and the fight of nature, of you know, civilizations had since we started having civilization and so i thought it was an interesting one but it ends in a way where it's like we almost subjugate dragons i don't think it quite goes there but definitely you know it's tame them in a sense or learn to be able to control them and the second one is more like we can live in kind of this harmony and we have a a leader and then i'd like that the third one does have a nice conclusionary which is like they need just their own place they just need a like we just need a we can't figure it out right now (laughs) humans aren't ready for it the dragons need to just live on their place. We need to live in our place. And I, I understand that might be like a little testy, but I think in a natural sense, I think it works better than like a like a metaphory sense, like in just a purely ecological sense that works in a way of like they just need the like same way ecologists are like, they just need a bunch of land that we're not on. You just need some natural parks that nobody goes into, and they just live there. And like that's just better like just don't even try to mix which is very strange and hard to understand because we want to like have dragons because they're adorable but like i i don't know i appreciated that even if it's uh you can live tough. without electricity you idiot or something like right that. yeah that's kind of <laughs> sure yeah a bit. yeah I, it's I mean, a bit it's a bit radical so i can understand why it's tough to like yeah i can see some people reading into it wrong i don't, I don't know that i read it i i like how it goes it's also good for like it's it's doing its own i think i think that's the thing too i was like i want to i want to probably divorce this movie from a lot of that i think that's i think that's viable readings like i'm not taking away from your viable readings of this movie i also think that it just works kind of ultimately thematically i like your point better it's just like it's just about being a dad and like you gotta yeah when that's my thing i think that's the thing i think these are all i think the nice point about this movie and probably the strength of this movie is that all of these things are viable readings of this movie which is the fact that we can do that for a kid's movie is a strength in of itself and i think that's the other thing sure and i think that's the other reason i like these movies that they don't just kind of straight up are like this is the message here it is here is the message of the movie I recently watched all the Planet of the Apes movies. Jesus uh, fucking Christ! Yes. How are you? How are you not like 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 loose tongued like? Bah! 
ass. <laughs> I, w- I want to talk in nothing but but ponderous philosophical <laughs> jargon. They blew it up. They, they blew you it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, after I watched the first one again, I love, I, I love how he's smoking. Walked a, around. I had forgotten how he's just like smoking a cigar in the space. <laughs> in space. It's incredible. It's incredible. That's my, that's it's the first favorite shot thing. of the movie. It's Charlton Heston smoking a cigar in a fucking pressurized space <laughs> vessel. Maniac. Oh my god. Love. Yeah. Charlton Heston was an insane human in real life, but as an actor, he was very fun to watch on screen. Yeah. The the thing one of the things too, and I think this is the big issue. Well, just, let me just real quick about go, go ahead, go ahead. why I brought it up. It's just like uh uh it, it it is a similar sense of like that is a great example of 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 theme just told to you <laughs> like the fourth movie literally a black guy's like it's like slavery and he's like yeah <laughs> like the uh, ape and him talk about slavery and you're like i i get it 70s i get it and i appreciate that we've gotten to a point where like you can read into a lot of it and and i like that how to train a dragon i think you're right it's more thematically about just like growing older and, and learning to let go there's a lot of kids movies themes but i like that there's like a there's an element there there's enough to a little chew on and and leave you leave you leave you a nice little podcast episode to talk about yeah i think one of the things and this is probably my biggest criticism is the differentiation between some of the villains and i think that's one of the things too the villain in in the first movie is is ostensibly like an ecological disaster in the form of dragons themselves and also more so the misunderstanding of the culture so i think that's 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 the strongest villain prejudice itself is the is the villain in the first movie so sure, like sure. like it's very hard to beat that and it's also i feel like those movies are designed so when the second two movies it's always a weakness when they have a physical person to embody it this guy's the weakest but i actually like the second villain quite a bit i and, and as i still can't remember his name i don't care i don't, I don't want to know it i'm honestly it's a joke that i can't <laughs> remember it but i think i i think one of the things too is that he's sort of like a dark version of hiccup and I think that's like in terms of like he's just like a dark controlling version of like Hiccup in this ecological way of using knowledge and to his advantage. And I think that's one of the things, too, where it's like seeing Hiccup pushed to that. It's also like a good build into like this movie in of itself. Like it answers it didn't answer that question. in The last one, it answered that question kind of through bullshit you know toothless because that's a, that's a criticism of the second movie is because you know toothless essentially goes super saiyan is how they win <laughs> like that's that's the end of yes. that movie like toothless just goes right. super saiyan i don't like that and i think this is a much better ending theme to that movie even though the villain in the second one is better but i guess it's really this movie's about answering the question that that villain the theme that that villain posed to toothless it's i mean to hiccup it's like you know there's going to be things that you just don't have a methodology of doing it do you give everything up and the answer to him was initially was like no <laughs> like um more to the point though i did want to say though i do love i know that this is a big thing too because i know you hate that correct you you hate dark mirrors of the heroes villains usually i mean it has to be done well but like i think it could be very it can it's the marvel problem of like yeah. you know see what if iron man but big iron man like that's what i, I really I, I guess like that's my thing i like the concept of warmonger i i've always like been a fan of like he's just 
Tony Stark taken to 11 and like, like dark mirrors, the villains. Like I've always, I've never had a problem with that because then that's how you get Killmonger. <laughs> like that's, it can work. It can definitely work. Exactly. Say it's always bad. Yeah. And, and that's my but point. When it's bad. It annoys me more than it would other people. <laughs> and I, I've always, I've always been like on the back burner of that one. Cause I do agree that the fight is not great in the end of Iron Man one, but I, I do think yeah. that like, like, I do. I, I don't know. I just maybe I just like Jeff Bridges, <laughs> like being a bald industrialist. Well, yeah, I mean, it's so it's so I, it's so untyped for him too. You know? I, I've definitely quoted that line. Where he goes, "My suit's better in every way, Tony." <laughs> like, he's just so chill in that suit. <laughs> yeah, he's just like arching um, problem. Arching yeah. <laughs> problem. Yeah, well, that, I mean, we got to do the greatest line ever, which yeah. is Tony Stark built this in a cave. With a box of scraps. <laughs> well, I'm not Tony Stark. And the guy's like literally about to like cry on screen. I love, I love that. Oh, so good. <laughs> I imagine it's Jeff so Bridges good. yelling at you is like very intense. <laughs> oh sure. I'm it's sure half of spittle. Hollywood can tell us about it. <laughs> I'm just joking. He's probably like a very nice man. I'm not. I don't oh, know. Oh, he seems like a genuinely sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. He seems super chill and high half the time too. So I hope that's. Yo, I hope yeah, that's as true yeah, as yeah, I absolutely. think. <laughs> so, absolutely. <laughs> I wonder if that's like code for like different stars that are like high. Like they're either Lindsay Lohan's of the world or like they're like very chill on set. <laughs> right. Like Harrison Ford, who's like apparently just high like all the time. Oh, like God. He's just been high for 40 years straight. Part of me wants to just like force this, but I'd still want to talk to you eventually about that pop detective thing I sent you. And I just, I just don't want to deal oh, yeah. with it. I don't know. You just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. Like, I, it makes me so mad because I feel like it's clickbaity, and it, like the fact that I'm talking about it is making me propel his clickbaity you're, you're crap. Feeding into it. God yeah. damn you, monster! <laughs> yeah, I think he picks his targets perfect. Perfect. Yeah, and I think he builds yeah. he builds off on purpose for that. Yeah, he builds off the legitimate target of Blade Runner's sex scene to build into Han Solo's and and doing the clickbait of Han Solo and Indy. Right. I mean, that's why, like, I feel like he picked Groundhog Day. It's like, there's better stocking, like, creepier, bad, or oh, worse my fucking stocking Christ. on films. But, like, and my whole point about Groundhog's Day is that the stocking thing is the middle part where he doesn't, he real, it doesn't work. You know, that's the whole point of that movie. But anyway. Yeah. Also, not talking about, we're talking about YouTube videos. <laughs> we, we gotta end. You can tell I'm really bothered by that one, don't you? <laughs> I understand. I understand. It's, but it's your baby. I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. It's okay. You can bring up your, 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 I'm not ready for Infinity War video. I mean, for in game. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'll just say, like, uh, it's, it's just, it's just a bummer looking ahead at DreamWorks movies. It's, it's a bummer. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, Have you seen this? Like, oh, my fucking God. Like, Trolls World Tour, The Croods, the Croods 2, 2, Boss Baby the, 2, Spooky Jack. <laughs> Spooky Jack. Spooky Jack. I hope Spooky Jack's good. I don't know if any it's idea sounds, that I is. mean, it's a, it's a co-production with Blumhouse, which is crazy. What the fuck is that? I don't know what that? that's going to be. That just sounds. I mean, it certainly is like they want their own Nightmare Before Christmas movie, but like it could be interesting. Oh Christ, abominable! Is this, is this like the? the but Abominable is like another fucking Yeti movie. I'm so oh, sick of Yeti animated movies. Me. Why is this? Like I know there's like there's like there's like a legit Hollywood reason, right? Like why everyone releases it. Like why Ants and A Bug's Life came out at the same time. Like that's well, Ants notably was like the like Jeffrey Katzenberg split off from Pixar. And they were already working on Bugs Life, and he fast tracked ants. Like that was like legitimately stealing. But like, um, but you no, know, a lot of them like when they come at the same time is is just like, oh, 
Uh, someone else is making a snowman movie. Well, snowmen must be in. We need a. We got a Yeti script. It's more often that there's a script like yeah. laying around. That's what I read once. There, someone was pointing out why uh, no one does a Harry Houdini movie because apparently, like every studio in Hollywood has a Harry Houdini movie because the because like the rights are public domain for whatever reason. Holy so, shit! So like the second someone makes a Harry Houdini movie. Every other goddamn studio is going to make a Harry Houdini movie. <laughs> and they're just like, it's it's just going to be a nightmare of who's going to get there first. This is going to be like a whole year of just Harry Houdini movies. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't, <laughs> you know? I don't care how he fucking tired. That's why like, when Robin Hood got announced, I don't know if you remember this, yeah. but when that new Robin Hood got announced, there was like four other Robin Hoods got announced. It was like, we're going to make a future Robin Hood. There's going to be a one about Maid Marian. And then like that Robin Hood bombed, obviously. And then they're like, we're, we're, we're not, we're not going to make that now. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Forget it. I just, I just wish that would happen with like a Lovecraft stuff, so we could get mountains of fucking madness. Oh, that'd I, I be don't incredible. Know. I'm still. See, that's the problem. Is once one made money, they would make a shitload. Like you look at Stephen King. You know, it made a shitload of money, and now right. you see Stephen King. That's so why the, the fuck do we have? It's actually weird to me too. I, I get it too because like, man, HP is a fucking racist. Like he, he is just. Like, he's a racist. He's he's very xenophobic, and 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 his whole thing is. Ooh, what what could it be? You know, which is which can work, but it, on screen it's like I want to I want to see that monster though. There's <laughs> this know? there's like this book series wanna... I read recently that like cracked me up because it's Carter it's Carter and Lovecraft, and it's like this it's like this pulp de- like detective fiction noir series about a like officer in a, like a Lovecraftian world, and he runs into the descendant of H.P. Lovecraft. And she's a black lady because they're trying to make a point, and I just sure <laughs> that came sure. out because I was like, oh, don't try to make this better, guys. Don't, like, just like, can we not just put a, like don't make him have like a black friend. That's not like like don't try to just right. like I know yeah. it's uncomfortable, but we can just acknowledge it and move on with like our like cosmic horror. Like, he didn't invent cosmic horror. Yeah, he's an awful guy, but whatever. He's you mm. know it's only somebody that's like so fucking insane of like dock workers that are like lightly tanned (laughs) right because like that's the thing you can you can talk about like the old ones but just leave the part where it's like that's what like the jews are like like Like, don't don't say shit like in his writing where he's like they're like you know where they just go like they're mongoloid heritage like don't don't say shit like that that and we're fine cut that part out (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't actually use it all well actually he uses it a shitload look at look at dumbo you know (laughs) Tim, Tim Burton got Dumbo, and he looked at that movie, and he's like, this, this is great. Just cut, cut, those, cut those crows out. Just don't, we don't need... Just, yeah, just, 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 toss in Danny DeVito. No one will notice. Just, 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 just cut him out. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's put a score on this thing. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. Sorry, I've been very off topic today. This is this is just a, <laughs> we've been we we, wibbly we, and wobbly. We just need a this week in movie news. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is more of an overall discussion. It's fine. Yeah. That happens. Do you see that new Detective Pikachu trailer? Oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's good. Uh, it's good. All right, so yeah, I, I I do want you to go first if you don't mind. Because <laughs> fuck um, you. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck you. Yeah. No. Yeah, uh, I, I guess my score reflects how <laughs> little we've talked about it, which is that like it's good, but there's not as much to latch onto. It's why I'm giving it a seven out of ten. Uh, I mean, this still gives me a lot of what I like about the franchise. It's so 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 visually stunning. Uh, there's just lots of 
very excellent uh, just this use of color use of lighting use of movement uh, just as an animation fan these movies are a little special and they're just nice to see and they they have a different kind of timber and and, and tone than the Pixar I'm not really saying one's better than the other it's just different which I appreciate uh, about the DreamWorks sort of action adventure look which I, I like it's kind of become its own thing now which is with this and troll hunters so I hope they do more Boy, it's a bummer that that lineup we just mentioned because it doesn't feel like it's gonna it's gonna be a while. So go watch it because it's gonna be a while. You're gonna get a lot more troll and and, and boss baby movies in this one. I mean, because boss baby made like eight gazillion dollars and was watched like five, eight, nine to the tenth power time on Netflix by children. So you know, you're just gonna get a lot of boss baby. I'm sorry, but that's just how kids <laughs> thanks, feel. Thanks, Ben. Thanks you're for welcome. that uplifting. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so, so my point is, watch this one in theaters. I would watch it in theaters. It's just, it's just visually very stunning and very pretty, and you're gonna get a good score and a good time, and you're probably gonna cry at the end. And even if like it didn't quite reach the uh, the, the heights of the first two, um, it's a nice conclusion. And I liked where it ended, and and I like that it ended. I like that we have just a nice trilogy. I'm sure there'll be spinoffs and things like that, but yeah, I feel like the hiccup and all of them are gonna gonna stay in the little trilogy and. They're going to be fairly respectful for it for at least, I don't know, five years. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it, it, it's very nice. And it's a good film and watch it. And, yeah, that's about it. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Um, yeah, I give it an eight. I really like this series. I've always liked this series. I think the first movie is legitimately, like, a great, great, great movie. Uh, I think that it's i think and it's also it definitely the first movie scratches my back to the future script tightness uh thing which is also i lost watch back to the future literally yesterday holds up except for the armenian part that might be slightly offensive or the, no no i think they're libyans if that's not a thing yeah they may be a little bit offensive <laughs> i had forgotten about that part um sorry to confuse them with armenians that's not what i meant i'm thinking about something else uh <laughs> sorry it's a, i'm thinking about i'll talk about it later but I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten it is a genuinely good movie it, it did get tears out of me i cried and that's in any any movie that can make me cry is is any movie that can actually get a legit emotional reaction out of me is like eight worthy like if if, if you sure. and that's the thing it's like if i'm in the theater and i'm just start and i start huffing that's the other thing too it's like it's not just like a cry or like a random tear it's like a like if it gives me like a good like chest huff like <gasps> and then i'm 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 down for it you know that's that's and then and this and this managed to do it i didn't get one out of the other two i was shocked by how to train your dragon 2 upping the emotional stakes and i like it but this is the first one and i think a lot of that emotional payoff uh for this is more built up on the other two high quality movies and seeing this franchise and like it's it's doing the toy story 3 thing is that toy story 3 is a much weaker movie than the other two toy stories but well okay you know we can get into that i'm not trying to start an argument with you ben but like it's a much weaker movie in my opinion than the other two toy story movies but it has so much good willed up that by the time it hits you with that ending it's like bam right in the chest and you can't handle it and that's and it's just watching nostalgia and childhood and that's the thing is that we now have franchises that are so big they can play off their own fucking nostalgia so sure we give uh how to train your dragon the hidden world uh or how to train your dragon 3 a 7.5 out of 10 so go check it out pretty highly pretty highly recommendation also uh, like i just want to point this out that we have totally rewarded dreamworks for all the wrong shit and they will never be a good company again (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> it's just ruined a, it. We ourselves, the viewers, have destroyed it by because, you know, me and Ben went and saw Trolls, unfortunately. Did you guys see Trolls? I did not see Trolls, oh. but I did see Boss Baby, and I'm responsible for that. So I saw Boss Baby, too. Boss Baby is... Boss Baby is is good just, is good ear vomit. I don't know how to put that. It's so weird. It's like weirdly good for like thirty minutes. And it's then it gets it's really like weird. it's like the best Nickelback song. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah like I, it can I, never be any better than it is. Yeah. But it's it's like a something you could like you could jam out to like once and then like when you hear it by the third time you want to kill yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm sorry. For the Movie Gang Podcast, this is Ben Ben Haworth. I'm just going to remember Boss Baby and cry. <laughs> i just crying for a worse reason. Uh, and I've been your host, Jack Newman. If you want to head on over to the Movie Gang Podcast or the Tuscan Shed Media Network, that's the TuscanShed.com. You can see all our other podcasts and find a myriad number of ways to help subvert our various podcasting endeavors. Uh, yeah, uh, we're working on stuff right now. Ben, do you want to give us a little bit of a tip for what may be coming in the next couple of years uh, with some of our podcasting? I don't know. If, I don't. I, we don't have a release date yet, but I'm like, give us, give us a taste, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're actually working on a. We need to. We'll try to start, start, start recording more, but we're we're backlogging this bad boy, so we have yeah. the future. But yeah, we're going to be doing a. Uh, uh, I don't want to say exactly what, but we're going to be doing a very unique take <laughs> on a very popular video game franchise. So that will be my. Take. Ooh. We're going to do something very interesting about one of the most popular video game franchises ever gonna try to come at it in a way we don't think anyone's done before let's hope not if not we have to release it quicker now <laughs> yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah especially now that you've tickled our audience's balls <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. This, is, this is jack wanting me to record more this is what this is <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> that's fair no pressure fair. no pressure all right thank you for listening from everyone here one last time at the movie game podcast from everyone else from peter sarah every all the other people trevor everyone Thank you again for listening. All right.